had time to control it, but he tried to knock it inside for Monelli. He was tightly marked. And it's Oriali now. Bertone. Will be a one-two. Yes, it is. Good move. Oh! What a chance. Hey, Mace, just firstly, quick, before yeah. we get started, mm. um, don't tell me what happened in the Matildas game. I've taped it. <laughs> I'm media banning and I want to watch it later. All right? Mate, don't look at your phone. Whatever you do, don't look at your phone. Don't turn it on. Consider it done. <laughs> Consider it done. No one's talking about this game, so I should be able to avoid the result pretty easily. Hello and welcome oh. to Maybe Daily, very special edition. It's a World Cup semi-final preview where we're probably not going to preview anything. We're just going to nonsensically fizz for the next 45 minutes. Ultimate fizz. Fizz 45, F45. Oh my God. Yeah, look, apologies in advance. Uh, this will not have any structure or common sense to it. But uh, hey, that's sport. It's emotional. That's right. We're sponsored, as always, by minsports.com.au. Loving their work, the best in the business. We're also sponsored by the Matildas Brown Dax Undies range. <laughs> For all your nervous penalty shootout needs, get yourself a pair of Matildas Brown Dax Undies. Don't need those adult diapers anymore. No, the adult diapers, diapers. are out the window. Diapers is such a sepo term. Diaper. Isn't it? Isn't it? We all say <laughs> nappies, don't we? Diaper. <laughs> hey, do you say napkin or serviette? Oh, it's a gr- I think it depends on what where I am. What, the context? Yeah. In a fancy restaurant, aka a la carte, you throw serviette out. Throw a serviette, really. And if I'm in like a, if I'm in like I don't know, Long Bay, I'll be like, give me a napkin, Terry. So what if you're in, you're in prison, you're going to be asking for a napkin? <laughs> hey, uh, this gruel's starting to get into my mo. Any danger? Before you shiv me, mate, do you mind giving me a napkin just to deal with the scar with the cut? Hey, can you give me a napkin? Because this bleeding isn't stopping. So. <laughs> You hit me over the head with a fucking truncheon. With a, <laughs> hey, when I was in a Serbian prison, a truncheon. This guy had a um, proper prison weights. He he woke up. First segue. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Matilda's <laughs> podcast, guys. So, just a little aside, he had three two-liter bottles of Coke that were emptied out of Coke, obviously, and full of water, and he had a bit of rope attached around them, and he would pick the rope up and do that. So it was like six. Kilogram. Oh my god! Like, Six liter dumbbells. Jail weights. Jail weights. Weight. And I'm asking for a napkin. Serviette, please, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let us pray, Mace. Yep. Because they answered us last oh. time. Let us pray. Let us pray that we continue to ride the wave of jubilation. Let us pray that these supreme Aussie legends, these supreme athletes, get all the credit they deserve. And let us pray. That we get past the Poms and make a World Cup final this Wednesday night. Unbelievable. Um, in the name of... In the name of... Our, our Tony's coming smile. smile. Nice poker face, Tony. Oh, yeah. The, the Lang, Lang Park, Park crowd. What an atmosphere. Stepped up. Mackenzie Arnold. Macca. I'm loving it. <laughs> Maccas, I'm loving it moment. Holy dooly. Mackenzie and Arnold and Courtney, Courtney Vine. Vine. Heard of her? Oh, 
She's been taking pens her whole life. All right, mate. Look, I, I don't know how we're going to do this. Let's do a bit of pre-game fears as, as to your build-up to it. Then we'll go through the game itself. There's a lot oh. to digest. First cab off the rank for any non-football fans. They're so right. Nil all games are so boring. <laughs> Nothing to watch. How boring are nil all draws? So where did you watch the game? What was the build-up like? Run me through the day. Oh, I'm, listen, I need to take my time with this because I keep Please. jumping words and talking jibber-jabber and just getting ahead of myself. I just need to slow it down. Sure. Take a load off. Relax into it. You know what you it. need? Yeah. You need the mental composure <laughs> That's of exactly our Matildas right. from 12 yards out. I tell you what, the mental composure in our house here was not good. Flew over the cuckoo's nest no. kind of stuff all day. Right, felt like a it felt like an AFL grand final day. Mm. Big Melbourneian kind of mentality. Very very exciting early, yeah. And then I just constantly had to occupy myself all day with doing things. Keep yourself busy. Hold the baby. Look at the baby. Kiss the baby. Look around the room. Touch things. You know th- that sounds a bit awkward, <laughs> but just keeping busy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> keeping busy. How'd you keep yourself busy? <laughs> I looked at the baby. <laughs> I looked around the room. I touched things. Okay. And what about the other 20 hours? Mel's dying for me to do something. I'm looking at stuff. What do you mean? Jeez. Any danger you can look at the floor and clean it up? No, I'm busy. I'm busy touching the walls. When it got to about 4 p.m. after looking at the walls for about six hours, I really started to get nervous, especially when the... Just classic post-game viewing of just them warming up and everyone arriving. And well, I watched it at home on the couch with the family, but yep. I invited over a couple yep. of friends who have two girls, two young girls that play football, Mid. and I wanted them to be here for it. I wanted them to be invested, and they've been invested the whole World Cup. Mid. And this is a big night for them. How old? They are eight and eleven. Perfect. Perfect. They're guns, Perfect. and it was the and the only way I was watching this was with those two. And I wanted him there to see it. That's a bit creepy, but awesome. <laughs> so I sent everyone else home, and it was just us three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I locked the three of us into a room. We looked at stuff and touched the walls. Put the baby out the front door, put him on the front door porch, and just watched the game. And I just... Yep. Oh, I don't know what to think. That whole game. Yeah. That whole game. I didn't sit down for the second half. There was no way I was sitting down. How was yours, man? How was your pre-game? Uh, different. <laughs> Very different. Oh, so in, in the morning, I had my... Everyone take a shot mentioning my child. I had my daughter. God. Again with the daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Bullshit, isn't it? You're enriched. God. Just because she lived in your balls, mate, doesn't mean you have to mention her every time. Now, I'm down in the park and I'm wearing my Matilda's beanie and this like seven or eight-year-old boy comes up. He's like, do you love the Matilda's? It's like, yeah, mate, love them. He goes, my dad thinks they're awesome. We're all watching as a family. Are you going to watch it? Kickoff's at five o'clock. Like, really excited. I was like, mate, your dad is bang on. <laughs> yes, I'm watching it. Get on the tram to go and drop her off and there was an elderly couple of about 75, 80 years old and same thing. The old duck goes, oh, Matilda's, that game's tonight, isn't it? I said, yeah, yeah, it is. Five o'clock. She goes, oh, Gary, to her husband. <laughs> They're always a Gary. we got to be somewhere at five. He goes, I've got it covered. I've got it covered. Gary was having none of it. <laughs> I was stepping on Gary's turf a bit. And she goes, who are we playing? And he sort of put his hand across her chest like he was stopping short, <laughs> Frank Costanza style. 
the eyes said, I've got this, buddy, to me. And he's like, we're playing France. They're pretty good. Oh. I was like, this is mint. Eight-year-olds and 80-year-olds fizzing about it. And then went to our great friend of the pod, Hold Stops Place out in the country. And I'm not going to lie to you, we imbibed a bit of fungus and it had a bit of a tail on it. So the first half was pretty difficult viewing for a lot of people. And I forgot to be nervous. I was like, I'm getting nervous about the fact that I'm not really nervous. We are all one and we are together in this. Like it was a real ephemeral moment of like, wow, that raindrop outside is actually me. It's like, dude. Focus. Football. Renard would have been really good viewership on Mushies. We'll get into Renard. Really good view. <laughs> the game itself felt like it went for about a oh week. Oh, my God. It didn't was it? the longest fucking <laughs> 120 God. minutes of my life. It started in daylight and it felt like it ended in September. Unbelievable. It was not cool. Unbelievable. Just quickly on the, on the back of what you're saying of who you, you know, seven-year-olds and 80-year-olds, it feels like everyone is watching these this team now 100 percent. everywhere i go the people are talking about it it is unbelievable and this is why we want this is why we support these guys this is what it's all about this is as good as sport gets this is yes intense as sport gets if you don't enjoy this if you can't acknowledge the moment and get behind it then you know not only is sport not for you but i genuinely feel sorry for anyone who isn't into this I know that's a weird thing to say, but like this is peak sport. Sport does things to your body and your mind and your emotional state that not many things can do. And it's this peculiar feeling at the moment with the Matildas of feeling like we're a part of it. Yeah. Like obviously we can't control what happens on the pitch, but it kind of feels that way. Like we're all in this together. And I love that the most. I love that there is zero partisanship. You say AFL grand final day, there's two sides to that coin. There's the neutral and then there's the two teams. True, this true. is all us. Yeah, this yeah. is zero naysaying, just pure, unadulterated support and fears and adulation and joy. It's sport at its finest and most intense, and we're all embracing it. Like, we spoke about this for months building up to this, and even at the start of the tournament, how we're a little bit disappointed about the lack of general fizz and excitement. It's now exceeded that. Yeah, 100%. It's, yes, it's beyond... Anything I thought. I was like, this is going to be huge. People don't understand. This is going to be massive. Yeah. And it's now exceeded that. Blokes that would never have watched female sport before are fizzing their jocks in it. Kids everywhere getting inspired by it. My mum just sent me a message saying how proud she is of the Matildas. I'm like, yeah, okay. What about me, dude? <laughs> never, cool. never said you're proud of book, me. was it? Your mum never said it. Dad never. <laughs> yeah, come on. Where's Bill's diary there? Incredible. It is all-encompassing, and and that's what makes it so so fucking great. Absolutely. We had a, we had a bit of brie on the cheese board oh! on Saturday night. We had a bit of cheese. I threw it immediately out. Mel paid about 10 bucks for it. I threw it immediately out. Disgusted. Sacre bleu. Get that off my cheese board. Unbelievable. All I had was coon and cheddar. Coon and cheddar. Coon and cheddar. <laughs> I think it's cheer. Actually, singular cheer and cheddar. Oh, no. Is that a woke poke if I've ever heard one? <laughs> Pretty understandable woke poke, just quietly. Yeah, really good understandable. Let's, yeah, we can cut to the chase on that woke poke. Blatantly really good never one. should have been called that. Yeah, really good one. <laughs> I'm not on board for changing gay time, the ice cream, but Coon the Cheese, always been a bit suspect on the naming of that, guys. Any other name? Any. Pick any. I've got one idea. It starts with N. No, not that one. Anyone else. <laughs> Hey, before we get into the game, yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts on the potential public holiday chat 
that's going around. Yeah, it's a political stunt, but... 100%. But I'm not afraid of a good old public holiday, I'll tell you what. Big, da- big Daddy don't mind a public holiday. Big Daddy don't big mind. Big Daddy it. don't mind a free day. Look, you give. But it, here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I'm taking it off anyway. That's well. That's what I was about to say. It's just an extra. Yeah. Sorry, boss. I know. Not happening. <laughs> that's it. It doesn't matter. It's like the biggest grandstanding and bandwagon jumping for kudos and backslaps and votes oh, ever. Oh yeah. And you know, small businesses are going. Oh yeah, cool. Cost of living, and uh, <laughs> you're going to take more money out of our pockets. Like, how about? Paying the athletes. How about investing in the sports that are giving the nation joy instead of trying to get votes off people? You know, like investing in grassroots football. Yeah, elbow. So the Queen, when she died, we had a public holiday for her. Mm-hmm. And that cost the Australian economy $2 billion estimated. Mm. $2 billion. Why don't we take some of that $2 billion that we'd lose next Monday Where's my two billion? and yeah. invest it in grassroots football? Yeah. Invested in safe changing rooms and facilities for female athletes, or maybe take some of the two billion and say, right, oh, next year, any kid who wants to play sport under sixteen, free rego. We're going to subsidise it. We're going to pay the club. You know, like there are other ways to get around this other than just taking the day off. If you want to work, work. If you don't, don't. I just can't stomach the sort of false dinky die, true blue. How good are our girls? So have the day off bullshit that these twats conjure yeah, for oh, yeah. their own benefit. That's right. It's the just, two thumbs guys, up. let us yeah. enjoy the natural feeling of sport without mm. making it about you. That's fucking right. If, the, if we want a day off, let the Matildas decide. They should decide if we have a day off. And also, if you've got to go to work, then it's the best day at work ever. You don't really give a shit. You're walking on air, you're wearing Matildas gear, everyone's talking exactly. crap. Yeah, it's a great day. It's like a free dress day yeah, at school. Maybe fucking put our, t- our Tony in charge for a day. I would love that. How good would that be? He just comes in as the keys of the country. I'd get a sore mouth because the mandate would be to just smile constantly. <laughs> Do you want to talk about our Tony? Let's talk about our Tony. Let's let's talk about okay. our Tony. He's ours now. He'll always be ours. He's officially ours. That's right. <laughs> His passport, it just changed. It just evolved into an Australian passport. No, it's not even Australian. It just says yours. And we're like, oh, have you got, got your passport? Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, yeah, it is ours now, mate. You got a problem with Tony? Hunky. Tony. Hey. Hey. Okay. Tony. Yeah. Hey. Right. Okay. Hey, Tony. We'll talk about him during the shootout. He had this beautiful psychological ploy of smiling whenever the camera was on him. That faded after about the seventh pen. It was like, okay, poker face gone. I'm <laughs> shitting myself like the rest of the country. <laughs> he thanks the crowd down the barrel in the interview. What I loved is in the huddle mm. with the team, mm. whilst you can't hear what he's saying, he spoke about later in the press conference what he was saying, and you can see him pointing around the huddle. Everyone's engaged. All the players are focused and laser beamed on him, nodding. He's pointing to the crowd. He's pointing to the family and then pointing back in the huddle. As in, like, it's not just us, it's them. The country's on board here. Mm. So he has a humility that I think has seeped through and it belies his competitiveness because also he is a winner. He's a proven winner. But the nods, the smiles, the attention they give and the roar and the exaltation when he finishes addressing them is something that they're all on the same page. Yes. 100% on the same page, and they're taking us along for the ride. That's right. Absolutely incredible. I love Tony during the game, but I thought he was best on ground post-match for the Matildas. Phenomenal. His post-match presser 
the answers he gives to every question is, I think, the best I've ever seen someone answer questions in that post-match. It is just incredible. It's about why these girls do it, why they are there, why they do this, why they play. Yeah. It's not about the t- tactics as a formation. It's why they play, which gets them over the line. You know, I won medals, but I said to the team before this game, it's not about the medal around your neck. It's about the heart beating on the backside of it. And the heart that beat it tonight in this team and in this country, unbelievable. What? I'm going to make you cry again. The crowd, how have they been? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this team, thanks for supporting in them. Thanks for believing in them. You are part of this win. And I said to the team, we're in a tight circle, you know it. And we kept it really tight. But tonight, we're bringing you right into it. You belong to this team tonight, every single person in this country. So thanks for the support. The other thing is, he's kind of got every right to make it about him, to give a big, I told you so. Mm. Because after the Asian Cup, when he failed and he was rotating through team players and building our squad, everyone wanted to sack him. We stuck fat with him, so credit to the FA. Yeah. He, instead of doing that, reiterates every time, hey, I'm only a tiny part of the Matildas legacy. It's about the history and the women who came before it, and it's about the future. He's a little microcosm, and he's so proud of the players. He's the most humble competitor, and that imbues itself throughout the entire team. It's part of what I love about this team. Yeah, that's is right. That there's no assholes. There's no egos. At all. Yet they've got the entire nation supporting them. Like, someone be a jerk. Someone do something wrong. I've heard that numerous times now. People are like, they're all so likable, as we always say. Mm. There's not one ego. It's so relatable. But isn't it weird that that is rare? Like, normally you'd, you'd think, like, yeah, okay, that's kind of normal. It's like, yeah, but you think about any sporting team you like, there's always a bit of, okay, he's a bit of a jerk, though, or whatever. Like, I don't know about her attitude. They're just all sensational. And that was shown as well post-game with Chloe Legazzo mm, in the post-match. Oh, Chloe. Just missed out on making the Matildas squad herself mm. and is now commentating on Optus. So she had a few injuries, so couldn't make it. She'd be hurting not being there. But her pride... And her disappointment in not being there came through where she just bawled. And normally I'd be a bit, hey, mate, it's your job to be an analyst on TV. Mm. Use your words. But she's not. She got brought in because she was part of the squad. And at one point she stopped crying but couldn't talk. And they actually said, are you okay on air? And she just sort of choked up and nodded. And I'm like, how good good. (laughs) good is this? What people don't understand is that we've been in this situation twice before. And we've lost major tournaments because of penalties. And I'm so proud of the people who've missed those penalties who stood up and took that because it takes a lot of courage to be able to do it. And I couldn't be more prouder than us making history. And I can just feel how amazing it feels. And I'm just, I'm so proud. Last thing on Tony, we found out found out about the headset. What, who he's listening to, we found out. Well, we found out who he's listening to, <laughs> but he took it off. In the second Did he? half. Did you Did see he? that? No, I didn't see that. He's got his eye in the sky. He's got an analyst and someone else in the in the crowd that he's listening to. And then second half, he rips it out. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Le Bluetooth. Yeah, Tony. Tony, we're too nervous. You're going to have to just do this manually, mate. You're going to have to go solo. <laughs> they forgot they were keyed onto the mic and they're just like, oh, fuck, oh, no. <laughs> It's not our night. Oh, I'm taking this out. I'm taking this out of the earpiece, please. Maybe it was a bit loud with Renard's white shirt. We spoke about Tony. Can we talk about the Bond villain in charge of France? Mate, he's been in that shirt since he was born. That white shirt couldn't be cleaner. 
Those buttons are hanging on for grim life. He looks like the after version of one of those dodgy laundry detergent ads where they cold call someone's house. Oh, hey, have you got any stains? Oh, gee, I do. Come on in. How did you get it looking so fresh? I'm so jealous of him. He's so broad. He's, I cannot wear a white shirt to say... Mate. What's with white shirts? Can You, you cannot get through half a minute without getting something on a white shirt. There'd be a bloke two blocks away eat, eating spag bowl, and he'd be staring his little pass around and flick and hit me two blocks away on my white shirt. It's like, how the fuck did that get there? Always. White shirt magnet. What? I tell you what, though, <laughs> I enjoyed watching him psychologically because he was pretty calm and casual and suave. He was. And hiding very. behind the dugout. Second half, absolutely packing dacks. <laughs> Starting to go around, getting a bit of sweat, just quietly. As much as he's like the Bond villain Adonis, I reckon he'd be putrid up close. Do you reckon he'd be real yeah, right? You reckon he's of yeah, distant sex. Distant I think he'd sexy. have halitosis. I think he'd have shocking breath. <laughs> and I reckon he's distant sexy. I think he's HD putrid. I reckon up close you'd be like, oh wow. Oh no, you're no good. You're no good, mate. You gotta moisturize. He's hot deaf. He's hot deaf. He's can't... not high deaf, he's hot deaf. That's right. He's a standard drip hot deaf. Yeah, totally. Nah, he's a weird unit. Really weird. Really weird. Did you see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. So let's get into the game. 120 minutes of pulsating nil all action. Wow. I know that sounds like a contradiction, but it was wild. We oh. started with no frills A-OK, slicing one early, oh. and we needed the midwife to pull off one of... Well, the first of many exceptional saves. Oh. Lacroix, fair French name, she shinned one over the bar from about five yards out in the first 12 minutes. Mm. And now let's talk Mary Fowler. Oh, my God. I, where, <sighs> the ball had magnets in it. Like She's... The poles were repelling each other from entering the net. Oh. <laughs> Razzmatazz in the 40th minute and the Dutch omelette set her up. The cat burglar has an attempt, cleared off the line at 40, and it's like, yeah. woof. At least we're creating chances. Yeah. Second half, 55th minute, Sam Kerr comes on to one of the great ovations of Lang Park. We nearly score twice in the next 10 minutes through Razzo and the Cat Burglar again. Yep. Lang Park going burko. I felt after that little wave, though, that the French kind of grabbed the momentum and took the crowd out of it a little bit. They did. They did, yep. And then they really made their voice heard in the shootout. But before we get to that, we got extra time. The starters, Yeah. the French have a goal disallowed. Mm. Rightly so. The ball actually goes out for a goal kick, and it's missed by the assistant ref. They score from the ensuing corner, thanks to Renard, Wendy Renard, the uh, the French behemoth, who <laughs> would not have been out of place doing a bit of ruck work at the centre bounce of the G. Jesus. Fair predator James Brown, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Absolute Sir Mix-a-Lot of <laughs> predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it. And... James Brown mugshot. Living in America. That's just out of control. What's she conditioning her hair with? Eggs? Like, it looked like you could snap it off. It was brutal. Absolute pick your teeth with it. Just snap a bit off. French toast. Drink she soaks her hair in French toast. Just dampens it. Bit of I think she grew throughout the match. She started at six foot and went to about nine at the end. She is a fucking good player. She's a gun. She towered above everyone and she called Clean Sheet Mackenzie. She called her post match a Goliath in goal. Wow. Which is uh, fair praise. Fair bit of takes one to no one action there. <laughs> it's like me calling someone a drunk. What are you talking about? 
Hey, David. <laughs> hey, David, how'd you go against Goliath? Oh, yeah, good. Gee, the Matildas are underdogs. Wow. He knows what he's talking about. I know a small penis when I see one, and that is a small penis. <laughs> R-Pen. Hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> so her goal was disallowed. Yep. Justice was served because it shouldn't have been a corner after she was caught woman-handling Bathurst to the ground. Oh, get your hands off her. Get your hands off her. By the way, <laughs> I know you're a trenches gory freak. I started as a razzmatazz girl. I'm officially a Bathurst freak. I'm a you Ford are. fan. You're a Ford I, fan. I just can't get enough of her. I can't get enough. She is a superstar. The way she runs across the grass, she cuts inside. I love that every single time she scores or does anything, she just wants to pump the crowd up. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, Caitlin, they're excited. Chill out. She is the epitome of a Matilda. You would have lost your shit when Basher stole it off her and then Ford comes out of nowhere back into screen. And takes it back and then looks at everyone and just goes, Fuck it, come on! All I was saying was like, Is that Ford? Is that Ford? That's Ford! What is she doing back there? <laughs> no right to be that intense. <laughs> Fuck, she was good. Unreal. The ref spots that disallowed goal and, hey, exceptionally well refereed, I thought, that game. Same. Because it was a cauldron. It was. And you hardly noticed her. So yeah. referees are a bit like sight screens at the cricket. They're only good when you don't notice them. She was firm. She didn't take any guff. I thought she was outstanding she in that was. pressure cooker she environment. Was. She was. She was She'll great. probably be refereeing us in the final. Second half of extra time and the midwife, clean sheet McKenzie, palms one over the frame of the goal. Phenomenal save Fucking from the 19 substitute shot. Macca. <laughs> yeah. Won't be talking about her much in the next few minutes. Cheers, 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 cheers. <laughs> Not the last time she saved one from that striker as well. Then just before full time of extra time, the keeper swap. Duran Duran comes in for the neck-taped pink <laughs> wiggle. What's with the neck tape? Blue neck she tape. She was outstanding as well in goal. Both keepers were awesome. Mate, and then Cocktail Party brings on the other keeper, and I just thought, what's going on here? Mate, the Bond villain brought on Duran Duran, and she was a gun. She was a gun too. She was terrifying in goal. Absolute superstar. <laughs> yeah. But we were all sort of sitting around, and great friend of the pod, Whiff, was just completely confounded. And again, it might have been the psilocybin, but he just couldn't get over the fact that the keeper had neck tape. He's like, is this Bruce Reed in the 80s? Has he snapped his head off? What's happening here? Is it a guillotine, Mark? Why do you have tape on your neck to hold your head up? Either play or don't. And at that stage, the French manager, our man Renard, was just dead set hiding behind the dugout. Wasn't he? Bond can't find How me there. How was that in the shadows? Like a film noir. Get in the light, mate. Get in the light. He was leaning like he wasn't part of the nah. team. It was like he was going to get out of there as soon as they lost. Yeah. Pickaboo. He wasn't part of it. Running scared. Not like the French. Film Renard. That's good. <laughs> film Noir. Film Renard. Film Renard. By the way, we spoke about Tony in the press conference. How's Film Renard in the bloody press conference? See you at the Olympics in France where we will get revenge. Right, eh, mate? It's not all about revenge. I was expecting to say, no, Matildas, oh. we expect you to die. <laughs> Gustafsson, Tony Gustafsson. <laughs> yeah, you worry about getting revenge in the Olympics, pal. We're going to go win the World Cup. That's right. All right, let's okay. get to the shootout, Master. Oh, my God. Sick of it again. It's not about the name on the back of the jocks. Selma Basha against Mackenzie Arnold. It's about the fart beating from the backside in it. Almost the entire stadium against Russia here. Matilda's brown Dax. Oh, 
good for up to 20 penalties. When you're faced with a tense penalty shithouse, where Matilda's brown decks. Matilda's brown Dax undies. For all your brown Dax undies needs. There is nothing more dramatic, cruel or tense yep. as a penalty shootout yep. in sport. Four years ago, we went out on penalties in the round of 16 mm-hmm. to Norway. Sam Kerr missed one back then. And little did we know, we were about to witness what is now the longest penalty shootout in Women's World Cup history. Mm. And we had to go second. Which oh, is always never- tough. Always so much pressure. Always tough to chase the game. Let's go through it shot for shot because it's one of the greatest 17 minutes of Australian sporting history. Can I tell you, I, I, I actually couldn't. I, did, I folded washing. I did dishes. I finally did the chores, Sonny. During really this pen, during the second half, I watched in the background. What'd you do? I did it all between penalties taken. So the walk up after the celebration, if we saved her or they scored, I'd go away, fold a shirt, breathe, and come back. I had to. I could not handle this. Yep, could not handle it. So much going on in my brain. I have sprained my wrist. I think it's a sprain. It's not a break. (laughs) But it's swollen and I can't really grip and I've got a few cut marks on my hand. And I thought, oh, wow, what happened there? And I just had a flashback the next day. I thought I'd slept on it wrong or something. It's from whacking the wall in the shootout at the house. I I don't think it's a fracture, but it's not good. Yeah, I, I was – at one point I looked down and I was like, why am I not wearing clothes? I had pants on, I had cricket whites on, but my top was off. I don't know when that happened. Genuinely no idea when that happened, but it was mid-shootout. So let's go through it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole another pod, that whole bit. <laughs> mate, mate, this shootout, if there was a camera on it, oh talk about one floor of the cuckoo's It's nest. hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. It is so intense. If we had lost this, oh my god, I don't know if I could ever watch it again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I've since watched it, and I, I know it's recency bias, and it's still emotional, but I cry every time. I get pumped every time. I don't think, a bit like 2005 Aloisi style, 
I don't think I'll ever watch this shootout again in my life without getting emotional. Yeah. Without getting excited, getting nervous. I still get nervous. Watching it. We win. I know we win. <laughs> so, hey, buddy, chill out. You're through. So I don't know how. We'll talk about this later, but I don't know how the girls are going to recover. But anyway, midwife saves the first. Layer upon layer upon layer of drama at this World Cup. We're in the thick of it again. Salma Basha against Mackenzie Arnold. Almost the entire stadium against Basha here. And Arnold saves! It wasn't the worst penalty you've ever seen. But those long levers got there from Mackenzie Arnold. Bathurst, my girl, then steps up. The crowd hushes. On her competitive international debut, the substitute French goalkeeper facing the very experienced and normally calm Caitlin Ford. This to put the Matildas one up. Yes! Similar penalty to that of Selma Basha, but it got beyond the goalkeeper's best efforts. And erupts as she calmly tucks it into the bottom left. Great celebration, by the way. Pumps the crowd. Classic four. She gets it. She gets it. She Classic. knows where the she knows where the superpowers 12th are. Twelfth player. That's Need it. a twelfth player. That's Absolute it. forward freak I am. Then Diani steps up for the French. She's looking to add to her four goals. She also has three assists this tournament. She scores. That's five goals. Cheers. You're on a plane home. <laughs> Very calm indeed. Nine lives steps up. Our vice skipper, who has led brilliantly in Kurgod. Now, can I tell you something? I thought I thought she was going to miss it. You did. I actually thought because she's been so. I think she's been so good. Yep. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I think she's going to miss this. She's been too good this World Cup with her, her penalties. I just went in the. I don't know what it was, but I was like, it's going to happen now. Athleticism there from Solène Durand. Catley denied. She couldn't make it three. She was denied by Duran Duran. Yep. She went to go top left again, but didn't quite... Didn't really get it there. Get it up there. That's right. And it was the quintessential, quote, savable height. Always like that term in a penalty shootout. Very <laughs> savable height. It was. Hey, guys. <laughs> If it's saved, it's a savable height. <laughs> True. There's no such thing as an unsavable height or a savable height. It's either in or it's out. Gee, that's savable. Technically, they're all savable. You just have to save them. So it's one all. Wendy Renard, the predator James Brown mugshot hybrid, comes up. She takes about three strides from the centre circle and was already in the box. Looking to get closer to a first ever major trophy with a country she served so well for many years. Wendy Renard. School 2-1 France. That was an unreal pen. That scared me, that pen. 100% it scares me. She bleeds green. Because she went up to Duran Duran. She went, yeah. Renard went straight up to Duran Duran and said, let's do this. And I went, fuck. 
Mm. They're in my head. They're in my head. There was plenty of room in mine. Let me give you the drum. (laughs) Absolutely reverberating empty space. So Sam steps up looking for redemption from four years ago. She's our skipper. Hasn't scored in the tournament because she's had limited minutes. Before she shot that pen, took that pen, was that she was all only worrying about her miss against Norway and rectifying that. That's all she was thinking about as she was walking up. Because you don't have enough pressure on you. 50,000 people in the weight of a nation and you're the skipper. Cheers. Cur God, God, Why don't you worry about the last time you missed four years ago? Yeah. Doesn't handle pressure too well. Cheers, cheers, cheers. (laughs) Sam Kerr next off the rank for the Matildas. The pressure is enormous. The tension palpable. No problem for Sam Kerr. To all, enter Eugenie Lesemere. Hmm, wonder where she's from. <laughs> Most French name ever. Eugenie Lesemere and the country's leading goal scorer and a snapped beak. Loved it. A-OK. Gave her a snapped beak. Loved it. So good. You don't mess with no frills. That's right. It seemed like at this point in the shootout, there were 50,000 plus rabid fans. There were millions of us fretting on the couch or in fan zones or at bars around the country. And the only composed people in the land were wearing football boots. <laughs> oh, no. They had incredible <laughs> poise. I was watching this guy. How are they not freaking out? I'm semi nude on the couch and you're doing oh, dishes. I was a- <laughs> And they're just slotting them from 12 yards. I was, Mel was laughing at me. She was like, calm down. I can't watch it. I can't do this. Nah. Oh, she's going to score. Now, every time someone went up and Aussie went, oh, nah. She's she's not making it. She's not doing it. I was that mess. I was fucked. Absolutely fucked. No one's featured in the World Cup more for Les Bleus than Eugenie Le Sommet. Looking to put France 3-2 up in the shootout. And does so very calmly. You've just got to admire the players for the way they're coming up and stroking these penalties home. Superb. Up steps the cat burglar herself. And it has not been Mary Fowler's night. She had a couple of clear-cut chances. The bloody goal face had glad wrap on it. it. Nothing was going in. And maybe I was thinking this is where the wheels fall off. She's only 20 years old. Hasn't been her night. <laughs> Cheers. Man, that ball's still going. Absolutely. Still going. Laces it. Laces out. It's gone into next week. <laughs> she was mid-air in her follow-through. Mid-air. One of the things I got is she's right-footed. I'm pretty sure she's left-footed, isn't she? She struck it right-footed. She could have done a backflip and used her head, mate. She could do anything. I did love the commentary too. As soon as she hit it, it was just, you don't save those. Oh, yeah. What a rifle. She may be just 20 years old, but Australia believe in Mary Fowler. And Matilda's fourth penalty, and they're 3-2 down in the shootout. Fowler against Durant. You don't save those. 3 3. But almost saying on the Matildas bench, 20 years old, and you can do that when the pressure is enormous. 
takes some guts to hit with that much power from the penalty spot. And then Tony, if you look at the replay, turns straight to where her family is in awe, basically. Like, can you fucking believe she's just done that for her country? Oh, Tony. Fair pressure. Fuck. Onions. So it's three apiece. And it's Macca time. It's time for the clean sheet. It's time for the midwife. So we're at sudden death now. France's fifth penalty, Ev Perisset against Mackenzie Arnold. The midwife pulls off a tremendous diving fingertip save onto the post. We only need one more to go through now. We only need one goal. Yeah. We just have to score the next one. I look up, and I love this more than anything, when a goalkeeper takes a penalty. It's clean sheet herself at the spot with the gloves on. I despised what I saw. I was I loved a it. rabble. I was, what the fuck is going on? Nah, I'm a huge fan of it because the confidence is up. You've saved one, bury it. I love it. Yeah. And I also made a prediction on the last pod that we'd win 7-6 on penalties with Arnold scoring the winner. And it was sort of in jest, but eh, not too far off. She looked composed too. She looked very confident. Macca. And now she turns around and steps up for her own penalty. It's a few small steps for Mackenzie Arnold. Potentially a giant leap into the history books for the Matildas. If she scores, they're into a semi-final. Oh, no! A wonderful relief for Le Bleu. As it rattles the post. feel a bit sick, to be honest. Her mental resilience, she slices it. It comes back off the post. And, you know, classic clean sheet. Even when she wants it to go in, it doesn't go in. She has to keep things scoreless. That's how good she is. She also, the midwife all, all, almost had the ultimate, mm. the ultimate double of Schwarzer and Aloisi in one play. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. It would have just been the greatest cult hero movement of all time. Step over Scotty Boland. <laughs> and how in that moment... She can then gather herself to get back in the game is beyond me. Her mental toughness uh, nah. and laser focus is just unfathomable to me. I can't even say the word. That's how unfathomable it Padded is. Padded room shit. I couldn't stomach yeah. it, but that's why she's the best. Yep. So we're still three all. The crowd's nervy and loud now, and they step up. They start getting stuck into the French players. Yep. There's boos and whistles on the walk up because we know, holy shit, what's going through our keeper's head? She's just missed a chance to put us yep. through. But she's also got us the chance to get us there. So the next pen, midwife gets a bit to it, not firm enough to keep it out. She queries the staggered run-up, but it counts. Several of the French players can't watch. Oh, and Mackenzie Arnold nearly got there. Arnold not happy with that run-up. You cannot pause. You cannot have a still moment in that run-up. Does she have an argument? 4-3. This is where it is absolute get your Matilda's sponsored brown dax. Mate, I'm nervous as you're reciting this whole thing. I need a shirt to fold. Bloody hell. If we miss 
We are out. We are out. Start doing the washing. <laughs> it's tournament over. It's the dream shit. is yeah. no longer alive. It's a real life nightmare. Step up, trenches, gory. Oh. Who had didn't have a great night, by the way. Did not have a great night. Didn't have a great night. You know what? Two players, I reckon, didn't have a great night. A-OK early, trenches gory, maybe three, because Lou Carpenter was a real David she Louise, was. just like headless yeah. chook. But she did a lot yeah, of work. A lot of work. Gorry, power pens, and just sneaks oh. it in. Live, I thought it was saved. Enormous pressure on Katrina Gorry. She has to score. Otherwise, the Matildas are out. Moscow. Tension in Brisbane. It's almost too much to bear. You can see what it means to Katrina Gorey. She kisses her wrist. Her fiance's just lost her, her dad. Such a big moment. Such a big player. That's when I really lost it. That was when I was just like, nah, I'm no good here. I'm no good. I'm already crying. I, I was just, it, it was too much for me. Absolutely. That was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm cooked. No worries. Turns out her father in law had just died, hence the black armbands. Trenches. Oh it's trenches. God. Fucking trenches. Never what are we doubt. doing? Who else do you want in That's there? That's it. Come on, man. What was I doubting Slap yourself. Before? Back yourself, <laughs> trenches. She always, always does. does. It's for all. Baby celebration, by the way. Loved it. Kishoi up next for the French. Finally, a penalty goes high. It's over. No. It's in off the underside of the bar. She went for height, and that was brave. And it nestled into the back of the net. France 5-4 now in the shootout. How good were these penalties, by that the way? Pen was un- Not one miss pen apart was from off the unbelievable. They were saved or posts. That was a great pen. No one went wide, no one went high. Phenomenal. 5-4, bad guys. Next up, Graham Yallop. Oh. She misses... It's all over. There is no more tournament. There is no more people talking Matildas. There's no more. Yallop's eyes could cut glass. <laughs> Fair she eyes. stared down that ball with those steely blues. I thought she passed out on her feet. <laughs> I thought she didn't like something happened. I went, is the pause? Is the screen pause? <laughs> oh, she's a corpse. <laughs> oh, the screen's frozen. I was waiting for the ball to self-deflate in fear. She... <laughs> Has a stare on her. Thousand yard stare. She's killed people with their thumbs before. I am sure of it. And you know what? They probably had it coming. Tamika Yallop. Has to score. Spot kick. I just don't know how the players are doing it in this atmosphere. 
Remarkable. Come as you like. Yallop slots it in. Five apiece. Step up Lacra, fresh from the West Coast. French. She sends clean sheet the wrong way. One of the least experienced of the French players, Lacra. Mackenzie Arnold was well off her line, even if she'd saved that. She had no chance of doing so. 6-5 France. Clean sheet, incidentally, was off her line, a sign of things to come. So if that one hadn't have gone in, I think it would have been retaken. 6-5, bad guys. We must score yet again. Are you fucking kidding oh me boy, here? I'm so scared. What are you scared. putting us through, girls? Fucked. Up scampers sweet Lou Carpenter, the country chippy. She'd already had a few blasts high and wide. She looked in a hurry to get over. I was folding up rugs by this stage, folding up rugs. I had the whole house cleaned. I had everything packed away, like we were renovating and moving. Had everything. Had all the china in boxes, all wrapped, taped up. Folding faster than Superman on laundry day, mate. Do you want to play poker? I fold. She steps up. I was nervous. I thought she's going to panic here. She's going to rush this. She hooks it. Carpenter keen to get on with this. The finest of fine margins. The dream somehow still alive. Six all. It's not a fucking tennis match, guys. End it. Up steps Salvador Dali herself. <laughs> the melting clock. The surrealist. So really hoping she misses. On we go. Kenza Dali. Six all. Matildas again. Insane diving save from the midwife. Unbelievable. Palmed around the corner. But no, of course not. That'd be too simple. <laughs> That'd be too easy. We'd be able to sleep for a week. It's called back. She left her line early. And she did. And the surrealist gets to retake it. The crowd go batshit. And I start thinking, maybe it's not our night. It's not our night. Oh, I was 100% I thought, this is Australia. 101. It's just not our night. Put yourself in the midwife's shoes here. She had a kick to win it five minutes earlier and missed. She saved one yet again to give us another chance at victory. And was told by the ref, nah, mate, go again. It's just not going to be our night. It's not going to be our night. Dali steps up yet again. Our Tony on the sideline, no longer smiling. <laughs> His nervous attempts to poker face calmness are out the window. He's with the rest of the nation on their haunches. This won't be an easy retake for Dali. But my goodness, she's happy she has the opportunity. Again. 
this save count? It looks legitimate. Arnold makes another running, skipping, hard palm save. Arnold Palmer around the corner. Here we go again. Surely this is it. Surely. Claire Hunt steps up. Mike. Mike. The least experienced in the team. If she scores, we are through to a World Cup semi-final. Surely. Claire Hunt, the most inexperienced player in the team for the Matildas. Only made a senior debut last February. Wherever you're watching, you have got the best ticket to the most sensational drama. Can you imagine the scenes and the big screens in Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney? And an enraptured crowd here. If Hunt scores, it's history for the Matildas. No! Saved by Jerome! I simply do not believe that. Astonishing. Well, that is a world-class save. I will pay that when it's due. A one-hander throwing her body the other way. That's twice the Matildas. Can't take the win. Duran Duran makes one of the great penalty saves of all time. Going right, away. puts the left duke up and somehow slaps it away. Did she have a brick in that hand? Jesus. One of the great substitutions bringing her on. Great substitution. Six apiece. We go again. The French girls in the centre circle at this point are no longer a team, Mace. They're individuals now. They're on their haunches. They're praying to some French god that doesn't exist. We never, we never detached. They don't know that God's Australian and she's a football fan. The Matildas are collectively embracing arm in arm like they have been from the start of the entire shootout. Macca's on fire. She's about to face the French youngster, a 19-year-old sub. It was fantastic when she came on. Our entire nation wishing her anything but success. She shoots. 18 penalties we've had so far. It's 6-all. And it's Vicky Besho, just 19 years old. And hits the post. And for the third time, Australia are one successful penalty away from the last four. She knows Mackenzie is killing it, so she has to go wide. She goes too wide. She hits the post. It's off the woodwork, and yet again, we are but a solitary kick from glory. 12 yards. Up steps Courtney Vine. Oh, this is just this story. World oh. Cup debutante. Courtney Vine said last week she still felt like she didn't really belong in the side. She felt like she's got imposter syndrome. That shit makes me emotional. This is a player, Mace, who openly admits to being in awe of her own teammates. Unbelievable. And now she's taking the 20th and possibly decisive penalty of a World Cup quarterfinal with the weight of a nation on her shoulders, willing her on. She steps up. Courtney Vine for the Matildas. Can she do it? 
Can she grab this game? Can she grab the Matildas' future? 21-year-old Courtney Vine at her first World Cup can write the Matildas into history. She calmly tucks it in, Woo! and the rest is a fucking blur of golden joy through tears. Tony's um, bawling. Sweet Lou Carpenter's face contorts to express the exulting soul of the nation. Yes. Her mangled farch <laughs> of emotion just personifying the country's release. And we're through to a semi-final of a home World Cup 7-6 on pens. 7-6 on penalties <laughs> after 20 attempts. What just happened? I just don't know how to feel. Like, it just, I don't think it's hit me that, you know, I was the one that, that got to, stood, like, stood up for the, the last penalty kick and to secure us our spot into the semi-final like a World Cup at the home soil. Like, I just, it just, it's not registering with me right now. I'm so freaking proud about this team. The bravery that they showed tonight, unbelievable. Apart from Cathy, this is the greatest sporting moment, Australian sporting moment. Has to be. Has to be. And it's a quarterfinal. We've still got two more. Oh, I can't believe we're playing two more games. <laughs> What did you, so if you're nervous, right, you're doing all the folding and everything. Yeah. What did you do post-game? Drank. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, uh, I, I was just so excited to hear from them. So I became just attached to the screen where it was just. Give me all of it. I kind of went silent yeah. and just wanted to hear from all of them as soon as I could. How was your celebration? What happened to you? Uh, I went straight <laughs> into the shower and bawled my eyes out. <laughs> and when I say bawled my eyes out, I was on the floor of the shower. I, I don't know if it was warm, cold, whatever. It was just water raining upon me. I was wailing like Ace Ventura when he discovers Ironhorn is a man. I was just, <laughs> I didn't know where I was. I was, maybe I've got some personal issues I need to talk to someone about, but it was really, it was a purge, man. That's the thing, we will always remember... This moment. We'll always remember where we were, who we were with. And you see the vision from the MCG. Amazing. You see the vision from fan sites around the country, even on planes. Did you see the vision of so everyone watching it on a plane? Except, Except for the one, one douche. <laughs> watching Love Actually, the fucking douche. Something like that. Some pom. <laughs> I actually have watched that so many times, I found out what it was he was watching. I'm not joking. You know what, what? it was? What? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Doing a fucking kiwi. Of course, he's watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> a bit of kiwi. 
Imagine him leaning over. Hey, no spoilers, guys. I've never seen this, so I'm going to watch the end of Lord of the Rings and then watch the football later. Don't tell me what happens. I'm media banning. I want to watch the replay. Hey, Gandalf, put the fucking football on. Pause the film. You drip. No Australian team, male or female, has ever reached a World Cup semi-final. Tony Gustafsson cannot keep the tears back. Hey, what about young Zara Borchak? You know that name? Zara Borchak? No. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, this is a nine-year-old girl who received Sam Kerr's jersey. Oh, I saw the footage. Mate, she chose well our Sam. Zara we trust, didn't she? Zara Borchak. Young Zara is a striker herself in the under nines. Her sister coaches girls football. She said all she wants to do is emulate Kerr and represent her country one day. And I, I mean, honestly, after that win, who the fuck doesn't? I'm a 40-year-old man and I want to play for the Matildas. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And Zara, like we always talk about here, this is part of the legacy. She's one of 11 girls out there on Saturday night who may or may not end up being a Matilda. So there are 11 girls who watch that and we're going to be cheering them on. That's right. In a few World Cups time. It's an That's instant right. legacy moment. Instant. That's right. And any single one of those finite moments in the shootout or before, scupper that. It is such a fucking fine line sport. It's what makes it beautiful. That's right. Shout out to the friends of the pod, House, Kylie, Ruby and Ali were the two girls who were watching it here. And they were enthralled. Future Matildas. Absolute future Matildas. Don't get me started on them. Tall as fuck. The centre backs. Oh, great. I know you were busy doing the dishes. How did they go? Enthralled by the penalty shootout. The 120 minutes was a lot, but when the penalty shootout came around mm. and the celebration, they were all in. They were all in. So excited. Is there a bit of like, what, what happens next? Are we are we in if they score? Like, was there confusion? Oh, it was a lot of that. A lot of like, no, no, yeah. no, but does everyone have to shoot between? Is like, yeah. no, 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 but if, if we get one more, that kind of yeah. like, not sudden death, Ellie. Sudden, no, but don't we all have to, oh, oh. so intense. So enriched by Shut up, you little shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Listen, you snot those little shit. I was taking shrapnel and K-Sot while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face. You mad? Yeah, I'm mad! Post came in the AFL, like, so they, they turned it off the big screens at the G, but the Melbourne players said post game on the bench that they were actually watching it. And we're a bit confused by it. When the roar went up, apparently off the ball, Paddy Cripps celebrated, gave it like a point to the crowd with a fist bump. Mid-game. What? Fucking awesome. That's Fagan, amazing. Fagan and Nick's competing coaches post-game in their game, because the AFL moved all the time so that it was free to wear basically mm. for the Matildas. Never happens. They were doing their post-match press conference, but paused it to watch on a fucking phone together. The Matilda shootout. This is what this shit's doing. Uniting. This thing is bringing the entire nation, kids, girls, boys, <sighs> elderly, unreal. Unbelievable. Un-fucking-believable. Now, what, what does this mean? What does this moment mean? Ta. Can I start? Please. Out Tony, as I said before, said in the post-match presser, this is why they do it. Out Tony, I have something to tell you. This is why I watch sport. This is why I watch sport, Tony. Yep. 
This is why I watch sport. This is why I'm invested in years of torture following Australia and certain teams in this sport, in any sport. Mm. This is why we sit through the agony of sport and the years of agony and agony and agony over and over. Ugh. This is why I get told off for watching too much sport and not doing any chores around the house <laughs> or actually giving a fuck about anything else in my life. These fleeting moments of victory are why we do this to ourselves. Yep. It enhanced women's sport, not just women's football. Ah, Penn. Oh, spot on, mate. Spot on. What does it mean? What does it mean, Sonny? Oh, it, it's, hard, it's hard to sum up what it means. Mm. Up, up, above sport? Is it above sport? Yeah, of course it is. Sport's a word. Sport's, sport's just something that you use to frame what we feel. It's not about the scoreboard and the score. It's about the people behind it and, and the legacy that it leaves. If, if we win the World Cup, Mm. And we're only two games away from that. This isn't a fantasy of the mind. We're not conjuring this up. If 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 this is a reality that we're in the in the midst of, we can win the World Cup. And if we do, it will go down as the greatest moment in Australia's sporting history. Yeah, I firmly believe that we are a country that remembers sporting events more than wars because thankfully we haven't had to in recent history defend our land. So what mm. we do is put our angst into sporting contests. You can forget the Socceroo shootout of 2005, the America's Cup, Maccabi Divas three-peat, Bledisloe's, Bradbury, World Cups, Boomer's Rose Gold, Barty's Aussie Open, Perkins from Lane 8, Cadell winning Latour. This will be bigger. Football is the only sport played in every single country on the planet and we're in the final four. If we win the World Cup, and I, and I say we because our Tony said we're all a part of it. Mm. We are a part of this. You can feel it in the streets at the moment. If we, no, fuck it, not if. When we win this World Cup, Mace, it can even eclipse Cathy. It'll be number one. It'll be, in my humble opinion, the biggest moment in Australian sporting history. Yeah. And standing between us and a shot at that collective Cathy moment, <laughs> and none other than the Poms. England. Unbelievable. Honestly. <laughs> you couldn't script this shit. Are you serious? European champions, team of stars, but Mace, the Poms. Honestly. You, you, Windsor family worshipping, double-decker riding, Tower Hill building, Piers Morgan dicking, Bobby patrolling, mushy peas, mint sauce, Yorkshire pudding eating, Tories-inspired loserthons. They would take a day off for a royal old bag who carked it and then give out a row and reach around Atkinson to David Beckham on his 76th birthday. Ah, Pen. You English idiots. Ah, Pen. Ah, Pen. Are we supposed to fear people with English passports, Mace? Are we seriously supposed to fear them? I mean, I fear their breath. Fucking I fear not. their <laughs> lack of cuisine. I fear their invading history being taught in our schools. But when it comes to a sporting event... Any sporting event? Are we supposed to fear the Poms? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you telling me <laughs> we have come this far only to have England kill our spirit in our dream? England! Uh-uh. uh-uh. In our backyard! Those inbred, bucktooth, bath-dodging, Brexit-voting, faux-elitist, imperialistic fucks? Are you fucking kidding me? No fucking this chance. This is one generation they are not stealing from us. Get your Union Jack off our flag. 
Snap up the next flight to Heathrow and don't let the door <laughs> smack your pasty ass on the way out. We do not lose to the Poms in our own backyard. That is not happening. We have 11 Cathy Freemans. And what have they got? Lionesses on their pasty flesh. Huh? This is a country so full of ignorance they think Fifty Shades of Grey is the summer weather report. These whiny, <laughs> sooking pack of drunken gingivitis carrying human advertisements for contraception. God is Australian. She's a football fan, and the Matildas are winning the World Cup. Ah, fucking pen. Fuck you, England. Where are you watching the game? <laughs> Fair pro- that's, that, should, that is the England semi-final preview. England, Australia, England. That's it. Right there. That's it. No tactics needed. Two minutes. This is why nah. we do it. Nah. Listen, I'm going to be... Check your I'm passport. Be... <laughs> is it English? No, you win. Mate, what are we doing if, when they make the final? What the fuck mm. are we doing? Are we going? We're submerging our head in a bucket of magic gum. Just waiting for the crackles to stop. Are you taking mushrooms? Are you taking mushrooms before <laughs> hey, Wednesday I'm night? pretty superstitious. <laughs> no, you know what? Wednesday night, I've have another shot. Got my daughter. So um, I'll be watching at home solo. Well, duo. I'll be with her. And uh hope her mum's not listening to this because she won't be forced to go to bed at all because uh, <laughs> these things only come around every so often. So she might be a bit grumpy on the old Thursday morning trip to kinder, but we are watching that fucking game. Let me give you the drum. <laughs> I think if we make it as well, sorry, when we make yeah. it, yes. I think the only thing to do, because it's impossible to get tickets, I might have to just go to Sydney and just start walking the streets because it's the only way to do it is to try and scalp one at the front. I want to try to sneak in, but it, I think it's a bad omen sneaking in to our game. No, I don't mind sneaking in. I just don't want to be... Okay, I'm all in then. I want to sneak in then. Yeah, I want to sneak in. I don't want to be pent up with that anxiety pre-game. I don't want to be all the way out at Homebush and not get in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. The thing I actually worry about a little bit is that a lot of the times World Cup finals, geez, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I love it. They're given to corporate tickets and things like that. I don't want that. I I want dyed-in-the-wool, passionate families and fans. That's right. Get out of my box, I.I.Net. Get the fuck out. We don't want you there. Get out. (laughs) All right, mates. Wow. I hope that made some sort of sense. It was basically just a recap (laughs) of the shootout, but I'm going to go and cry a bit more. What have we learned? 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 We've learned a lot in the last three days. Yeah. They really weren't supposed to do this. So much pressure on them being in their home in the in their own country. It's just it's going to script. Yeah. Which is what's freaking me the fuck out. Yeah. And as you said, it's not a fantasy, it's real. The impossible is becoming possible. We yeah. have our backs against the wall and the only place to go is forward when your back's against the wall. Caitlin I Ford. And I've learnt that the nation's on board. I've learnt mm-hmm. that we are riding the wave. Mm-hmm. It's not expectation. It's pure joy. And I've... Learned that we have the 11 Kathy Freemans with a Swede in charge that are going to take us to the promised land, and this could be the best week of our lives. Oh, Pen. Well said. Wednesday night. Wednesday, 8 p.m., kickoff, bang. Come 10 p.m. Wednesday night, we're in a World Cup final in our own backyard, and from there we don't lose it against Sweden or Spain or anyone else who wants to come up against us because no they're chance. not us. That's How right. How can people get oh, in touch Pen. with us? 
Oh, Instagram, Twitter, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. Feel free to tag in the Matildas. I know they're big fans of the pod. Cheers. <laughs> All right, Mace, I love you. I'll speak to you at about 10.30 Wednesday night just to see how you're holding up and make sure the laundry's done. <laughs> Stay away from those mushies. I love you, Sonny. Stay mint. Stay mint, Jim. Go, girls. Are you recording? Uh, yeah, I am. You reckon we just come in hot? Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't come in hot anymore. I can't come in hot because the hot of the amount of heat I've been giving out the last forty-eight hours. Is, <laughs> You've been diffused. It's just uh, so much heat. I'm Your just temperature. a cold. I know. Frozen bag know. of chips, man. You know, you talk about feeling drained. I think I'm actually physically, medically drained. Like I don't have any fluids left in me. <laughs> I don't think I've taken a piss in the last three days. I've just cried it out. <laughs> Such a wreck, man. You're all Such good. a fucking wreck. Anyone watching or like a GP, if they had like heart rate runners on shit. Yeah. Anything on me, anything medical, they'd be like, e- why are you doing this to yourself? This isn't fun. I'm like, no, no. I live for this. I love it. Do ya? Because <laughs> you don't look well. I reckon you can get dehydration from crying too much. Is that what you're saying? Too much, too much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you go in, you're like... I'm a prune. I'm a prune. <laughs> no good. I've pruned my, my outer shell. Drink the water and it immediately comes out your eyes. <laughs> you're like a bags of onions all around your house. You just keep leaning into it. Using bags oh of onions God. as pillows. Who's cutting these onions? But <laughs> should never watch a shootout with onions in front of me again. Especially French onions. Stop stuffing your pillows with onions. <laughs> <laughs> You start washing yourself with onion. Wake up, it's just a puddle. Do you have a wet dream? Yeah, with tears. <laughs> onion tears. <laughs> oh, man. We are winning. Seven, six <laughs> on penalties <laughs> after 20 attempts. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs>